Hey everybody, it's time to roll for intent. I'm your GM Trevor, and the karmic scales are back tipped towards the side of evil in the recording room today. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> oh Everyone's yes. favorite hobgoblin is back. Yeah. Look who comes crawling and, back and to and us. Also Billiam. Yeah, also Billiam. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be here later, but for now, you mm-hmm. motherfuckers got me. All right, all right. Um, first of all, Raymond, what were you doing? Why did you leave us for so long? Um, uh, and second of all, what chicanery, shitbaggery <laughs> did you get up to? Well, I will say that this trying to join missing you. Yeah. Trying I to know. join Uncharted North didn't work out, so uh, now yeah. he's back. <laughs> I, was, I was on out on interviews. Yeah, but uh, you know, I, I I tested the waters, and you know, nothing nothing can hold a hold a nothing. I don't know the saying. Fuck the saying. Are you the nothing reason that Freeman left? He's in Zanzibar right now, so you must have scared him completely off yeah. continent. <laughs> I actually got onto three other shows, did one episode, they scrapped it halfway through and kicked me off. That's what happened. You didn't even make it through the recording. Wow, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what the fuck is this shopping carts thing? What the fuck <laughs> exactly. is this guy? This guy, this guy yeah. was just like, yeah. wait a minute, that's my car. <laughs> Arrow I will say, and shit. What the fuck? I, I will say it was nice to see the people in Discord be like, but Raymond's not gone, gone, right? And I was like, <laughs> you don't hate me. <laughs> you only pretend exactly. to hate me. Exactly. <laughs> like, Reddit that hates you. Yeah, Reddit does hate yeah. oh, Reddit not, hates everybody. It's a vitriolic cesspool. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. I'm a lovable scamp, you know? Everybody, you love to hate me. Yeah, just, um, just a lovable scamp who, who ignores COVID guidelines to travel abroad. <laughs> Yep, that was me. <laughs> no, I did. I did him. I was fine. I just you were I'm fine. a storyteller. You, um, you, you told you told anything? the joke and somebody took it seriously. Yeah, exactly. What are you saying? Did you do anything shitty in the past? How long has it been? Three weeks since you've actually been recording. I mean, okay, the answer is yes, but I don't have time to sit here and go over <laughs> all of them. Okay, Listen, I we're just gonna fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure there was a few. Um, you know, no, you know what it was? So, so the, one of the main reasons I was gone is I did go to the East Coast. I went t- to Boston. Um, and that's the thing is everyone's so shitty there. And I just <laughs> fit right in, you know? Everybody's just an asshole there. They literally yeah. call them massholes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the East Coast is full of real right assholes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And uh, so I was there. That, the main reason was was because of that. I was over there. I did... I did. We went, we went to the snow. My daughter's never seen snow ever in her entire life. She'd never seen a snowfall. She'd never seen actual physical snow. So we went to New Hampshire and we went sledding and there was a bunch of kids sledding. And I wasn't, I wasn't trying to be an asshole, but I was like yelling at people's kids. Cause I was like, my fucking daughter wants to go down and have her first snow and get the fuck out of her way. And I kind of like, plowed into this kid <laughs> like I got on the sled and I kind of yeah. fucking because he just kept yes. fucking going yes <laughs> king yes based Raymond hitting children on the snow hill he hit me first and I, I was the like, like, that's right. so that's right. you to fight back that's right. you finished the confrontation with the child he fucking so my daughter was on the sled with me in front of me and he hit me of course and, you were protecting but your child yeah, but if it was just pre- her your she fatherly uh, instinct took yeah. over you had to take that threat uh, out yeah i did there was it was great too because like over on the right of the snow bank there was like a ramp and this kid was like i'm scared to go down the ramp and i was like you'll be fine and i like, didn't know this kid and i like i didn't kick his sled 
like out from under him, but I like <laughs> I, I like him I like lost my footing. I'm doing air quotes. I lost my footing and like pushed oh the back God. of his sled, and he was like, "What?" He did, <laughs> went off the. Gym. I was like, "Fuck that little kid! Get out of here!" Um, so did your daughter have a good time? She did. Okay, good. Uh, mortified. Yeah. Uh, well, you have to remember that was an East Coast child. It was yeah, fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they don't care. Yeah. They don't yeah. count at all. East Coast um, children are barely even children. Yeah, they're basically yeah. small adults. They're all, uh, but no, she had it. They're yeah. all smoking Marlboro Lights and stuff. Already, anyway. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um, no, she had a great time. We, she made her first snowman. It was really funny, and I think she must get this from me. But she made her first snowman, and then we're like, like, let's take pictures with it. And then, what would you like to do? And she looked me deadpan in the face, and she said, "Destroy it." <laughs> I was like, <laughs> and she, uh, she has some anger that she needed to get out. And she, maybe she saw me hit that kid, and she fucking punching kicking this thing in the nuts punching it destroying the snowman <laughs> where I was are like, a snowman's nuts exactly I, you know where do you think she found them right in the she chest found nuts. Them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep exactly yep. i just imagine like your daughter kicking the shit out of the snowman and then like pointing menacingly at other children <laughs> yeah, nearby right. you're next. Next. <laughs> two eyes over there like, like i saw feet. you down the fucking slide but yeah no it was fun last time i did a heartwarming photograph with my children was when we were in disneyland uh, a few weeks ago and you know there's sections all over where it's just like you know character meet and greet i mean i'm not telling anybody anything that hasn't been to a disney park or really any theme park that has characters right so we wait in line for a long time and we waited so long that they rotated mickey out and back in by the time we get up there my daughter's super excited for, because donald duck is up there donald duck is is her favorite absolutely and my son is absolutely giddy because Goofy is up there. Now, let me set the stage here. I'm going to start with a question, even though I already started the story here. Why can Goofy talk and Pluto can't talk? Because, because Pluto witnessed something horrifying. Exactly. <laughs> because Goofy is a cow, not a dog. Yeah. No, he's not. Yeah. Fuck you. No, he's not. His original name was Dippy Dog. I hate that Instagram I, I don't, bullshit. I don't know. Is that's that 100% true? wrong. Yes, his first name P- is a Pluto is a real pet. name is Dippy Dog. Here's okay. one thing that right. you will learn right Dogs. the fuck now, listener, and you too, other cast member, Micah, don't you ever fucking question Trevor's approximate knowledge on cartoons. <laughs> Never. Sure. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, shouldn't, right. have, I shouldn't have tried to, like, flex Disney knowledge. Yeah, right. Trust yeah. me, once I, I was, was going to Scooby-Doo, yeah. got put Character right in my anatomy. fucking place. Yeah, okay, I got owned. So, I was gonna say I just always equated Goofy and Pluto the same as you would see like a human walking around with a pet monkey. Yes, they're very similar, but they are distinctly different. Yeah. Okay, okay. So my running theory, which I know I took from somewhere else, is, is exactly what Jake said that that Pluto saw something horrible, and Goofy had to silence him in the best way to know he knew possible. Now he's not a murderer, but he's not above a little TBI either. So. Pluto's traumatic brain injury. Okay. So so Pluto's walking around with severe nerve damage or brain damage and he can't talk anymore. So I've shared this theory with my son who thinks it's hilarious. (laughs) So every time we see Goofy on a cartoon or something, he's he's carrying this knowledge up there. (laughs) Point at at Goofy on the screen, whoever sees him first and say, we know what you did. So... Is this the same son who got really upset at the Renaissance Fair because people pretend to kill each other? Blood. He doesn't like blood. He's he's afraid of blood. Okay. That's the big one. Squeamish. 
Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, he says the whole time that he's there, if he sees Goofy and gets to like do a meet and greet with him, he's going to say, I know what you did to him. And my <laughs> wife is like, no, you will absolutely not. If you do this, you will lose Minecraft for a month. She is adamant, like, do not embarrass me at Disney World in front of the people in fursuits. So... <laughs> <laughs> so we do you this and my just son said furries. Yeah. It would have been better if you just said furries. <laughs> so my son is absolutely giddy that he is going to get the chance to meet Goofy in person and put the fear of God into him in his mind, right? My son is under no illusions that Goofy's real. I just want to knock that out of the park here. He realizes it's a person in the suit, right? This is, it's, it's fun. It's at this point, it's because my wife hates it. I'm pretty sure. So <laughs> she's the whole time's like, you better not. I swear to God, you'll lose Minecraft for a month. And she's equally as angry at me during this whole exchange. Because I <laughs> yeah. planted yeah. the seed in yes. him, right? <laughs> and he finally agrees. Okay. I'm not going to do it. Not going to happen. I Come won't do on. it. <laughs> we get up there. We take our picture with Donald or Mickey first. Uh, my daughter's really, really happy. Mickey like bends over and hits his head on a, a an umbrella stand, almost knocks his hat off. It's not like his his whole like headpiece off. It's crazy. Anyway, we do that. Then we go see Donald. My daughter is ecstatic. She loves Donald Duck. That's her favorite character. Donald Duck's my favorite as well. I just I have to admit he's the everyman of Disney cartoons. To be completely <laughs> honest. <right. laughs> Finally, we get to Goofy. My wife is staring daggers at my son. <laughs> Just like if looks could kill, she'd be wanted from here to California. And they take two pictures, one with her phone, one with my phone, because they didn't have the like professional photographer or whatever. So they're like, oh, we don't have the, the camera here. Just give us your phone. So take the picture with her and he's perfect. You know, he's just smiling. It's like the perfect photo. It's great. Second photo with my phone. He blurts out as you're saying cheese or whatever it was thing that they do he yells i know what you did goofy (laughs) (laughs) i am laughing my ass he's the hero he is my wife (gasps) looks like somebody (laughs) knocked the wind out of her my daughter looks confused (laughs) beautiful beautiful and and like we get out of line and my wife, Sarah, the intro lady, Belcora, angry Belcora, angry Belcora voice comes out. And it's like, you know, you just lost Minecraft from enough. I, I, um, I hope you understand that when we get home, there's no Minecraft for a month. He looks her dead in the face and says, worth it. <laughs> and, this, and this is why Liam is not on the show anymore. I know. Right? <laughs> His privileges were taken away. Okay. <laughs> wow, your son is chaotic. like. Chaotic neutral at best. Yep. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's lived no, long enough to see himself legend. become the I just, villain. I, I, I would have been he, terrified to do he, that with our mom. She would have just beat me. Oh, yeah. Because, uh, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, exactly. Our mom would have inflicted physical violence on us. Absolutely. There's a big difference there. Doesn't matter if it's at Disney World. Done. See, here's the big difference between <sighs> me and yeah. you, though, is that I, just like my nephew, still would have done it because I oh, measured yeah. the, 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 the risk and, and uh, it was okay. 
It was all right. <laughs> it's just like my nephew. Just like, you know, there's no Minecraft. I was like, whatever. Call, call, call my father. It doesn't undo the what, that man. <laughs> yeah. That man in the suit. This dude who just works at a theme park. Imagine the horrible shit this ex felon has done. <laughs> you don't know where the fuck he's from. This annoying soulless bastard just like drinking suit. and sweating. And what, what mm-hmm. we don't it really looks know like is that there's like, like a under his It's, it's that one scene of Robin Williams in Goodwill Hunting where he's just sitting in front of his kitchen table at the apartment with like nine different bottles of scotch. <laughs> yep. Just this dude in a goofy costume. Like, how does he know? How does he know? How does he know? <laughs> if I my left son Atlantic City known. 11 years ago. <laughs> if, if, if my son was old enough to know the meme in, in like what I was thinking when he said worth it, I, I was thinking I'll fucking do it again. You know, the goofy, <laughs> yeah. the goofy perfect. I'll fucking yeah. do it again. Yep. I'll fucking do it again. <laughs> oh my God. Well, but you oh, know, when, when, when he said that's, that's it, uh, worth it. My wife kind of softened and stuff. He didn't actually get the month of Minecraft punishment. I'm, I'm happy to report to everybody because he was you know pretty much an angel on the entire trip and my daughter was a monster but whatever oh i mean he gets this hilarious story and memory to take with him forever and i mean yeah. come on who is sarah embarrassed in front of all of the other parents with yeah. children at disney world that she'll never see again right exactly yeah you could have been the child that tried crawling inside of the mobile trash can or something i'm sure that's happened dozens of times <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. There's the yeah, trash can that rolls around that talks to you. I yeah. guarantee you kid has been like, well, there's a man in there and tried climbing. <laughs> Take me to Narnia trash can. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's robot operated, but what do you do as the dude with all the cameras? When you see a kid start to get yeah. in, you're like, oh, oh no, oh no, oh no. Do you, <laughs> do you sit still? Do you keep Power moving? off? Encurgitate <laughs> button. And it just like pukes yeah, the kid right. out. I think it's even better if you just lock the doors and it takes them to like a little daycare area. <laughs> I was like just chain other kids. Small world. They just chain them yeah, up in the small say, world yeah. after yeah, all. Yeah, that's what we told my kids. If you get lost at Disneyland, they will take you and put you in small world and turn <laughs> you into a puppet and you will have to live there forever singing that song. They don't, they don't turn you into a puppet, but being there over a course yeah, right. of many years turns you into a puppet. Yeah, it's like no the choice. people that are on Davy Jones' boat in the Pirates of the Caribbean movies. They eventually mm-hmm. become part of the ship, mm-hmm. part of the crew. Yeah, exactly. Part of the exactly. ride, part of the cast. Part of the ride, part of the cast. <laughs> Perfect. Anyway, Liam, did you hit any children this week? <laughs> not that I'm aware of. I would, so you're saying I'd, there's a chance. I'd accept it if you did. Yeah, right? The week's not over, big guy. True. Have, have you been like, <laughs> have you just been driving and then losing track of time? Like maybe a weird speed bump outside of work? <laughs> just no, wasn't the there only the thing that happened to me yeah. this past week was, um, I'll just say, it was the end of last weekend. Um, so I woke up Friday at like, I typically get, get up at four in the morning. And I woke normal. up at three. That's a normal thing. <laughs> hey, I work, Shut I work up, from 6 a.m. to 2. I work from, I'm, dude, I have like the whole afternoon and evening. I, I love it. I, yeah. I love that shift. But anyway, I'm usually up at 4 or 4.15. And I, I was just straight up awake. You know, the kind of awake where you're like, you're like, okay, I know I can't get back to sleep. At 3 o'clock, so I'm like, well, okay, I guess I'll just work on some podcast stuff. So I sit down, start getting ready. And I I go to have my protein shake in the morning. And you know, all of a sudden I get hit with a wall of like just feeling extremely exhausted. Like it was, I was out of nowhere, you know, come like 4.15, which is when I usually am, am up and ready Someone to go. Someone switched your meth with a roofie happens to the best of us. <laughs> yeah, I was like, <laughs> what's going on? So either way, long story short, um, 
I, I was super, super exhausted, like just hit with a wave of incredible exhaustion. And, uh, you know, I called in and I said, I'm not, not coming in today. And I, and I'm not the kind of person that can go back to sleep once I'm awake. And I was like, all right, well, I'll try going back to sleep. And I never sleep in past eight. I did not wake up until 1 p.m. Jesus. Hell yeah. Damn. I'm the Apparently same way, right? Unless I'm like sick or yeah. something, I'm not going to sleep past. I, I mean, I'm a little yeah. bit later, about six o'clock, six thirty. Uh, that was but, your body being like, no, not today. Yeah, yeah, it was We're like, not doing it, it, it today. Was, it was a not today kind of day. We're not going like, to today. I was like, okay, it's a no bones day. <laughs> yeah, all right then. Also, so. you're—I mean, these guys have heard your voice throughout the last couple of weeks, but I, this is my first time hearing your voice like consistently. It's so soothing, and I just was waiting for at the end of the story to be like, so then I murdered my neighbor to get another bump of high and keep myself oh, awake. <laughs> I needed more cocaine. <laughs> yeah, to get exactly. Like it's like the perfect tone, and then I'm waiting for that. Nobody <laughs> could see that. It's that, that it like was, soft undertone mm-hmm. under semi-charmed life. Yeah, you know, exactly. That's exactly what it anyway, is. The... Anything you say, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> the uppers sure, were starting sure. to wear off, and I'd still want so... to get wet. So <laughs> <laughs> so you want me to k- kill my neighbor? Is that what you're telling? Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> you, you, have a, you have a career lined up in like subliminal messaging, Liam. I'm mm-hmm. telling you. Just, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Right there, just <laughs> back mask your voice somehow. Perfect. Yeah. So I need to wake I need up, to go to Mr. Micah's Freeman. house and grab some literature. Is what you're saying? Fuck your father. Exactly. <laughs> hey guys, real quick, I dropped something in cash chat. Do you mind if I put that in uh, no spoilers to show that Raymond is back? Uh, I don't care. Yeah. Sure. Proof. Mm-hmm. I I look like I've just been served divorce papers. In that <laughs> I like I do like that your glasses are on the lower crest of the nose. Like you like, like you like you saw something like hmm. Let me put them down here and look over them. <laughs> yeah, no, like that photo is just me at the time. Like and I guess that's why they call it the <laughs> 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 All right, y'all. It's time to bring everyone back to Otari, which is going to be really interesting because we actually have not told Raymond everything that happened. We gave him some cliff notes, but he doesn't have everything. I thought it'd be fun to hear the gears work in real time in Raymond's head because we know it's fun for us. We figured the people at home would think that's fun as well. So uh, you And if we reach a certain uh, Patreon goal, we'll give you the video feed where the smoke's coming out of his ears. (laughs) So go ahead and give that hamster cube of sugar, get him going. So last week, uh, the party engaged in a battle against some wisps, foes that you are familiar with. Unfortunately, there was a will of the wisp and a couple flicker wisps. They weren't good friends to y'all um, between invisibility, hitting like a truck, inflicting confusion, inflicting frightened. It was not an easy fight for y'all, even with the assistance of Otari uh, jumping into your shadows to come and, and, and strike at these creatures. In fact, he may have done more harm than good, as a couple of you have picked up the ick. And I'm going to have to go back and check the tape at some point. A couple of you picked up filth fever. Oh, man. Gross. I'm going to be shitting a lot. (laughs) Which hasn't gone active yet. But it will pretty soon. And Jake, I'm just saying that this is just art imitating life for you. Yeah, right. 
I'm about to power shit these undead into submission. <laughs> gonna roll my intimidate. Been waiting for this. So after the, the, the fight is over, you speak with Otari a bit, who does not realize quite how long he's been dead. He tells you that he's noticed something stirring and deep within uh, the gauntlet, and now knowing that Belcora is back, he assumes that it must be Belcora. He also surmises that pieces from him and his party's icons uh, may assist in dropping the barrier that would prevent you from going forward that you haven't investigated, but he was able to tell you about. He gave you his thieves tools. He assumes that Zarmzavdian, uh, the name that I will never get right, that his notebook will be a good icon for him, uh, that Vol Rajani's sword, the Winnow, would be a good icon for her, and that uh, Sephanim and Hemes wore a brooch around her neck. Um, that inside of it had the uh, holy symbol of Erastal. So essentially her, her holy symbol. And with that, we're to come back. Not quite to the same place. We're going to go back to Otari. Maybe it's happening concurrently. It's, you know, still relatively early in the day. I think last week we said it was maybe about 2 o'clock. We're going to go to one, the home of one, Billiam H. Thwump. Esquire Incorporated. He'd be in his living room where there's a little girl there alone. So, not alone in the home. You can hear sounds playing in the distance of two other children. You can hear uh, two adults talking, assuming that would be Billy and Yvette. Tell us a little bit about this room she finds herself in, Raymond. Yeah. Uh, Bill's home is. Small, but nice. You walk in, there's a kitchen to the right, but as you go forward is more of the living room area. There's a big hearth open to the right. <clears throat> and the, that's where most of the, the children normally play in this room. Um, obviously, there's a giant war flail hanging above the mantle. But other than that, there's the most baby-proof room in the whole house. Um, it's just a stone floor, a rug, big rug on the floor, um, bookshelves um, for the kids to read some books if they... Want, the vets want them to learn how to read. Um, fire's almost always lit, so it's always warm in there. Um, Bill and Yvette's room is sort of far into the back right, so um, they'd probably be talking in there. Bill has probably uh, a, a chair or a, like a small sofa in that room so that him and they don't have to just go straight to bed in there. They can sit in there, they can chat, they can talk while the kids play out and they can get their time. So um Kids are probably playing in this living room, maybe in their room that's off to the back left, because um, it sort of just leads in that way, uh, while Bill and Yvette are back in their room, um, obviously talking, chatting about probably about everything that's been going on <laughs> over the last week that Bill has been absent, and um, and uh, Atia would probably find herself in that living room, maybe in the kids' rooms, but Bill knows she's fine. Yeah, she's fine. <laughs> Up there on the mantle, below the war flail. Higher than the children could usually reach. Is something else, something new, something placed in this home for safekeeping. Listeners, if you remember, Whispering Reeds was placed in the care of Billiam's family for the time being, largely because their home is conspicuously devoid of readers. And it seems that the magic, the fell presence of it, is tied specifically to learning the knowledge 
between the pages. Not all of it, but the majority of it. Nati has gone through a lot of the books in this room. She is a reader, even though she's very young. She lives with learned men uh, that probably doesn't have a lot of diversion other than books. And she's gone through all of the books on the shelves, and most of, most of them are defaced in some way, torn, missing pages. This one up there on the mantle, though, it looks big. It's fancy. She always loved reading uh, the books, the fancy books in the shrine. The books from those fancy books would often be things like Hammer and Tongs, another holy text from another god, but full of wonderful stories and imagery. A lot of illuminated manuscripts. So Atya sees this and she's excited. Maybe this book's different. She can't quite reach it. Grabs a little footstool, pushes it over. Just barely can reach the top of the mantle. And with the tips of her fingers, reaches out to touch the binding and pull it back. And the skin raises to goose flesh as her hand touches it. She draws back and reaches up again. This time expecting it and pulls it down, holds it in her hand, almost too heavy, or heavy for her to carry it. But as she holds it, it feels like it's getting lighter. On the cover, there's a skull adorned with moss, with moss shoved into its mouth. And the book is beckoning for her to open it. She can almost hear in her ears, Atia, open the book, Atia. She brings it to... William's chair, which is near a small table. This is a big book. She can't really necessarily put it on her lap. And she puts it on this table and starts opening the pages. Across from her is a relatively small mirror, kind of pointed down towards the room so the shorter children could look up and see themselves, see if they're disheveled in some way. Maybe it's just been knocked and it's tilted. Who's to say? But this mirror very conveniently frames the space. Natia looks in this book and sees these beautiful illustrations, beautiful but terrifying, done with a master hand, ghosts and undead, portals to other worlds, an endless canvas of stars that seems to reach on forever, with a soul, with a lonely planet, green and pockmarked on the field as she keeps thumbing through the pages she thinks she hears somebody coming and she slams the book as she does she sees that it's tilted slightly the spine has shifted at an oblique angle with the table she can see that when she does that there's a lovely illustration there's an illustration on the pages that you can only see at a certain angle looks like a swamp full of graves, ghosts rising from the graves into an enormous four-pointed star. She opens the book back up, and the whispers she hears continue to beckon her to read on. She reads poetry. She reads little stories about children lost in the woods. Complete nonsense. Nothing seems connected but she feels different. She feels like there's something watching her. She smells a lonely, peaty smell in the air, tastes it in her mouth. She hears buzzing flies and, and crickets chirping. 
And she looks up and sees right at the periphery of her vision. She looks up and she's hearing somebody coming into the room. She looks up while closing the book and she sees her reflection, but it's not quite hers and it's not just her. She sees herself, but her clothes are dingy and worn. Her lips are missing on the left side and there's a sneering grimace where her lips were once covering her teeth. There's another woman there that looks a lot like Atya. She's wearing blood-stained bedclothes. She's pale. Her face is sallow, sunken. And Atya looks and sees this woman and she can hear her clearly say, Come join me. You can be with me again. We can be nothing forever. And Billiam comes into the room, seeing Atia staring at the mirror with the book closed in front of her. Hey, kid. Oh, oh. And Bill would sort of, once he sees that the book, as every anytime Bill enters this room, he looks over, makes sure that the book is still there, and he notices it's gone, so he'd sort of panic, like, oh. and he'd see Atia at the table across the room and go over there and goes, oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, you can't. This book isn't for you. So, and he goes to reach out reluctantly and, and puts his hands sort of in front of Adia to sort of cover the book from her. Will she stop me from like grabbing it or no? No, she doesn't okay. stop you from grabbing it. Okay. You so, see a single tear start running down. You said it was her left side that was drooping? Yes. Correct. Okay. You see a, a tear coming down the left side of her face. Mom? Is that really you? And she seems sad. Not broken, but uh, overwhelmed with emotion. And she seems to be reaching out. And Bill would move the book. She's reaching towards the mirror, correct? Towards the mirror. Towards the mirror. Uh, Then if she's reaching towards the mirror, Bill's going to pull the book and and sort of rub her back a little and go, hold on, hold on. And Bill's going to go try to put the book on a bookshelf that's a little higher. As you begin to raise this book above your head to put it out of reach. Mm -hmm. It feels heavy. I mean, it's not a light book by any Mm -hmm. means, but it feels like it's getting heavier, like it's resisting your attempt to put it out of reach. Uh, (laughs) I I want you to give me an athletics check, actually. Okay. First roll back, guys. Yeah. I don't even even remember what my fuck up. I I was going to say, I'm I'm going to guess it's a 17. Bill, I know, seriously. Bill doesn't know how to use athletics. It's an 18. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, I was yeah. so oh close. Yeah, so 18 As plus you, athletics is 13, 20, 31. You struggle to put it up there, but it does go up. Um, and, and when you let it free, you expect it almost to crush the bookshelf as heavy mm-hmm. as, as this is. Like, okay. Yeah, it's like weights. This is heavier than any of your, your friends that you've picked up and carried while in the gauntlet is, is how wow. you perceive it. And you're half okay. expecting it to tip on the bookshelf or crush the bookshelf when you get it up there. But it sits. It doesn't move. But as you pull your hand off it, it prickles up to goose flesh again. Uh, Bill, would, Bill would sort of look down at his hands, but, but realize that Atia is, you know, still and, and she's crying and, and seeing something. So Bill would run back to Atia and, and sort of rub her back and go, your dad will be back soon. Uh, where's your mom? So as you go to turn 
back towards Atia. Um, I will say to kind of freak Billiam out, you can see that so what you see is Atia looking at a mirror and it mm-hmm. looks like a reflection of herself. But in that moment where you see her reaching up her hand to go, or say her left hand to try and go reach for something, you actually see a decrepit female mm. human arm okay, reaching back towards Atia. I'd probably say it's about elbow length out of the mirror, kind of like some ring, like the ring kind yeah. of shit. Okay. Um, and it looks like situation's about to get really bad if you don't make physical contact. Okay, with yeah. So Bill, Bill looks at his hands uh, and, tur- and as he turns to look at her, notices this, and Bill's like, oh! And he sprints over and sort of grab, uh, wraps his right arm around her abdomen and sort of gives her a, uh, gives her a lift up, up and out of... Um, Trevor said she... Well, it was not a chair, but she's up, belly up against the table. She's belly up against sort of, the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Sort of right up around and sort of lifts her up off the ground, so her feet are now dangling off the ground. Um, far far away from the mirror and bill will take his left hand and and you said the the mirror is sort of tilted he's going to grab the top of the mirror and sort of down uh onto right the down. table okay so why why would you take me from my mother i don't think that was your mother atia and you you can uh you can clearly see that like her eyes are like glazed over mm-hmm. like she's clearly not here mm-hmm. um and she's like but but I know, I know. Come here. Bill will walk her, sort of cradle her and walk her towards the fire and sort of sit her down near the fire. Um, not Roll saying she's cold, but just that's... Check. Okay. Hey, it's a 17. <laughs> uh, Maddie, perception, 26. fire yields no warmth. Okay. And the temperature in the room has dropped 10, 15 degrees. It's cold and you're just now know it noticing it having gotten over the initial shock of a situation trying to console her you realize that there's no warmth coming from the fire and the room is colder than it ought to be having had a fire roaring in there mm-hmm. for the better part of the day yeah bill's gonna freak out I mean, mentally but try to keep a stone face on the outside and sort of be like i i know it's you i that's a that's a that's a scary book it's a scary book artia artia uh you shouldn't have, you shouldn't have touched it and he's sort of like cradling and yeah rubbing her the mirror that you have mm-hmm. uh obscured tumbles from its position and is now on the ground it it tumbles it it falls and it breaks and you can see multiple shatters and and just like any mirror, you know, you see multiple shatters of a mirror. It's almost like each of them have a, a little bit of a distortion. You can kind of see a different part of the whole, right? Mm-hmm. If you look down at that mirror, the face that looks back at you is Walter's. <gasps> Dad? Grandpa? <laughs> but it's split in two from an axe blow. From the last time you remember seeing him. After he was brought home, dead to be buried. Last memory of your grandfather. But his eyes are open. Bill would shed a tear. That's the first thing he does. Same side. You can hear him I, say, I, 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 The rage didn't help me in the end, son. It won't help you either. You can't anger your way out of this one, <laughs> William. Yeah. When Bill, <laughs> once Bill heard this, he would not even, it's not even his own child, but he would grab Atia tighter and sort of hold her. Um, I'm assuming Yvette would run out of the room after hearing the shattered mirror and 
and the kids would run out and they're sort of muffled. Uh, they're Todd's talking. not here She's to, telling them. to RP as uh, <laughs> I know, I know. Yvette, so it's going to have to remain unsaid. <laughs> so it's, probably, it's just, it's just <laughs> that's all Bill hears. <laughs> Bill, yeah, <laughs> Bill. Uh, she's telling, uh, Yvette would be telling the kids not to go over there cause she's going to get up. She's going to sweep up the broken glass, but, but Bill is, Bill is holding on to Atia tightly and it, it all sounds muffled to him. He's almost he's like sort a of war just, movie, like the, the mm-hmm. glass shatter. Yeah. You have that exactly. final tone of the shatter yeah. and everything's mm-hmm. muffled. Yeah. Okay. I did. And then Bill, Bill leans down and goes, don't tell your dad I was a bad babysitter. <laughs> and one um, more roll. I need you to give me a will save. All right. My will is not great. Heck yes, that's a seven for uh sixteen. Hold on just one moment. No worries. You are stupefied too. And you will remain that way for the next 24 hours. Oh. And you cannot shake the feeling that something is watching you around every corner in every reflection and every shadow. You think you can feel eyes but not see them. Every once in a while you get a fleeting glimpse of a yellow four-pointed star. And you're just going to have to deal with that for a day or two. Damn it. (laughs) Okay. And then we'll deal with this next week. (laughs) (laughs) Shortest episode Um, ever. Yeah. All right. Yeah, Bill will will just, you know, come to. uh, I don't know how... Uh, if if Atia is still in a daze, I would say because Atia is much lower level than you, she would have absolutely critically failed that effect and is probably stupefied three or maybe even stupefied four. She's probably in yeah. a permanent, I would say, a semi permanent fear. Okay, yeah, she she would she is would essentially be be stupefied three and uh, frightened two. If she Actually, so stupefied gets that high, it turns into traumatized. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this, she has been afflicted stupefied. with PTSD. Right. So it's like, you want me to put on Spicy Finding Nemo memories. for you? Spicy <laughs> We're going to just uh, turn on Coco Melon and forget this all happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, Bill, yeah, once the Bill, Bill will go and, and uh, I mean, she can, I guess, I guess, take her to one of the kids' rooms and lay her down, put a blanket over her and be like, Yvette's going to make you some tea. Hopefully that helps. Huh. Bill doesn't know what's happening, so. Okay. Did, did you see my mother, too? I saw something. Gaslight the child. <laughs> <laughs> You're crazy. You no. can't even read. Yeah. <laughs> she probably no, can't now no. stupefy Your mother's three. been dead. You never had never. a mother. Yeah. <laughs> you I hatched from something. an egg, child. <laughs> oh, my God. I saw something out here, but whatever it was, wasn't your mother. Okay. I'm sorry, Mr. Thwomp. No, no, no. Don't oh be sorry. Oh, my God. Don't be sorry. It's okay. We're, we're going to get you, you some you tea and start, bread. She, she, starts no. to, she starts to whimper. And Child, she tries not to cry. No. <laughs> Fuck. It's not your fault. It's not your fault that you like to read. <laughs> I'm sorry, Reggie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry you came from a wealthy family. Yeah, right. <laughs> Billiam's like, I love the poorly educated. Yeah, right? <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> yeah. that while my kids were eating blocks, you had to stay busy reading. <laughs> you know, what kids else just is as good this? as orchids. <laughs> you know, what else is this but just a repercussion of your privilege? Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> this is your dad's fault. Just remember that. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
Dude, can we say this canonically happened when the Willow Wisp hit Marcus with Absolutely. that fear? Absolutely. Bro. Absolutely. Yeah, that's, that's, what I see. Mm. that's how it was able to tap into the image of your daughter. It's because Dude. she was being... Yeah, let's go. I can't say that. I was about to say she was being touched by the empty death. <laughs> <laughs> but that's just... Yeah, you she can't was. say that about children. It's a bit much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Bill, Bill, uh, Bill will go walk out, and Yvette will have finished cleaning up the mirror, and he'll be like, "So something with that book. Make sure nobody touches it Top ever again." Shelf. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be, I gotta clean because I don't know how you. I'll clean. You make tea because I don't know how to make tea. No, Bill will clean up the rest of the shatters. And he's and, stupefied. He couldn't even if he knew how to make tea. He probably oh. he'd fail the crafting check on the tea. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Feels bad. And with that, we're going to head back to the gauntlet now that that happy domestic scene has played out in the town of Otari. Gentlemen, you're standing there with the shade of Otari the person just north of Otari the town. Mm, right. Uh, combat's over in this room, right? It is just absolutely over. The combat it is, is okay. over. It's over. All He's right. given um, you some stuff. He gave you some icons. And y'all, it's about two o'clock. And, and you've got exposition. information, and you have exposition, and you have to decide what you're going to do with that knowledge. Mm, well, I am pretty spent on all things magical in terms of spells and other consumables that I have. How about you, as a modern? I'm not, I'm not completely spent, but I understand if we want to head back. I'm also... Not feeling so good. Oh, oh no. What, what happened? Did you... Did you get some of that water in your mouth? I fear something, something shit right in my mouth. Oh, that's... You're lucky. Uh, 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 okay. I'm just gonna... I wanna... Can we lie down? I feel similarly um, to like when we went yeah. through the Let's, teleportation circle for the first time. And I throw up on Marcus. <laughs> uh, would Tastus be feeling this as well by the way I think so uh, but I okay. cannot remember if you actually were inflicted by it or not I think only two of you were inflicted right mm-hmm. There's only two, I think yeah. it was just Marcus and Cecil I don't think Tacitus got it mm-hmm. oh Mar- good I don't yeah, care then yeah. yeah so let me go ahead I'm going to have you guys make some checks it's, you, I know you were like I'm not feeling good but this would be kicking in I rolled on both of you it would be kicking in at about an hour so as you're making your way out of the gauntlet this would start kicking in I can go ahead and make you make another those saves fortitude save. it's going to be another fortitude save yes oh, 24 fuck I got a 20 yeah yeah that's that's a just fail. enough Oh man. So you are currently sickened one and you'll remain that <laughs> for a day, which means minus one on a bunch of stuff. You can't drink potions. It's it's no good. And uh Marcus, let me get your save as well. Oh, I wrote I wrote it in tray. It said 24. Oh. Um, you're also sickened one. Okay. I did not see the tray. So oh, you no, no, I mean I physically rolled the dice. Sorry. Oh, his tray right. with his dice. That's cam. right. Okay, we can't. We don't have the dice cam unless you yeah, switched so no, it no over. Dice cam today. It. My camera is acting up today. That's fine. Yeah. All right. So, I I adjudicated that already. Uh 
your second one, oh, and we will do minute. all this um, again tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Uh, before we leave, right? Uh, who has the bag of holding? Since Billiam's not here, who's holding on to that? I imagine Marcus probably would, because he's probably the beefiest boy here at this point. Okay. The bag of holding. Um, well, after uh, they have a Otari... bag of holding with all of their crap in it. I mean, maybe Taz. Oh yeah, I mean, I get, I yeah, guess. trust it to the yeah. new guy. That's that sounds right. I was like, I don't know about yeah. that. <laughs> anyway, uh, whoever has it, after we get all of the exposition and information that we need and tools, the thieves' tools from Otari. Uh, I want to like scoop all of his bones up inside the the, the bag and take them with yeah, us. Yeah, we already we already discussed that. He, yeah, because uh, someone tried to. I can't remember if it was. Yeah, I think it was Asmore tried to take the to, foot or tried, tried to, to get to, yeah, Cecil yeah, to take it. Or yeah, something. yeah, tried to swipe a piece of it, and I was like, no, all of them are nothing. Uh, kind yeah, of we gotta. So we we are taking them then. Is that the consensus? Yes. Okay. All right. Great. Bones. Let's, let's, that'll that'll be a a, a good. That's a victory for the party. Let's take it back. All right. And we leave. As you guys are heading um, upstairs uh, up to the third floor, you find, you see Agriel, and they're holding their arm like they've been injured. You can see there's a cut on the arm. There's like a like black black bile, not really blood, and, and she sees you, and they see you and get very skittish, try to hide, try to, try to interpose something between you and themselves. Uh, you see them making uh, your way through the library, and, and they interpose a library cart between them and yourselves. Are you here to finish the job? That's probably not the voice I had for this person before, but I wanted to do this one. Has Marcus met Agrail? I believe in passing, yes. We mentioned her. So I think you, you didn't mentioned, her. mentioned, but in case you yeah, saw the say, person, I don't think you met okay, them. So yeah, I don't think you've actually you, seen her. You we see did the, mention. You <laughs> see um, the glue, the glue blow, glue, blue glow coming uh, out of his uh, dagger sheath and goes, I assume this is the one. Ex- I assume this is the exception. Our Grail. Um. Yes. Yes. He was yes. 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 Things we yes. uh, Our Grail. Difficulties with the Morlux. And he'll he'll let go of his dagger on his chest. Oh, uh, you got amnesia along with your evil disposition. Suddenly, I see. It was him. He points at Tacitus. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Not two hours ago. I, I cannot, I cannot recall what, what ill did I do you? You cut me with a sword on the shoulder. I didn't do anything. Did I? Can I make a, a blind perception, please? To sense motive. Perfect. Yeah, do it. All right, I will yeah. do this blind. I want to do the same thing. You. T- Tacitus you has been with us the whole time, Agriel. She's... As far as you could tell, they're sincere. Okay. And terrified. I mean, he he does create a duplicate of himself occasionally, and I don't yeah, know where I'm, that always goes. So. I like the idea of uh, <laughs> Tastus being gaslit, so I'm not going to roll and let you guys figure it out. <laughs> right, yeah, he's so confused about a great many things. Who's to say yeah. he's not confused yep. about this? As, I, I do well, have, a, is, I have a question, and if it was Tacitus... Uh, and in terms of, has Augrail ever seen your mirror implement? 
Uh, not as far as I know. No. Like I, I, I only use it in combat. So okay. So I would say, generally speaking, because he's because Marcus has fought with you in combat, he would know that you have a a mirror implement and a tome implement. Is that correct? correct? Yep. Okay. So he would say, if Tacitus fought you, other than having a book, what other tool does Tacitus use when assaulting someone, Argrail? Just a sword. I didn't see any tool. He was. The rest of you were pulling one of those statues upstairs down the hall. Those weird things in town. Uh, sorry, you wouldn't if, cut me. If, if I harmed you, young one, I, I truly am sorry, but I cannot recall. I don't remember any of this. Wait, did, also, did, did we you haven't see? touched a statue at all since we've been here. Did, did you say you saw all of us? Yes, except for the one with the glowy sword. I've never seen him before in my life. But the rest of you are all there. Caught with those statues on it. I was always afraid to go in those rooms. I think we should check that out. Uh, how do I know you're not going to hurt me again? I mean, not to be really rude, but if we wanted to kill you, we would have done so by now. You're completely defenseless and wounded. There's no reason to keep you alive if we didn't want you alive. That's why. Strangely comforting and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> I feel the same way about most of the people in Otari, so don't worry about it. Go with me, I'll show you. Yes, yes, I want to. <laughs> Check this out. It leads you upstairs. Um, and as we're walking, as Mordrin's going to kind of lean over to Cecil and Tacitus. They're faceless stalkers. That's the only thing I can think of. I actually don't have this map image preloaded in order to save memory, uh, so I can't bring you there. Oh, I have but, an old token in here. Yeah, well, I can't take you to where you were. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the next map above this one. Yeah, I know, and I don't have it loaded in the memory right now. No worries. She, I can never remember if it's a he or she, so I'm just going to keep saying they. I think it's a she, but it's, I think it's a she too, it's but I'm not sure. It's a she. It's a she. And you make your way up the stairs to the second basement. You have that long hallway that leads up into where you fought the spider creature, Mimnivex, and past those uh, dioramas of Absalom. And you go up in there and you can see that the hallway that leads up to it that was once cluttered severely has been cleared out and there's a clear path all the way through it. You see a uh, small pool of black ichor on the ground and Agriel points it. That's where he did it. That's where he cut me. I'm pulling things out of that room up there. Is, is this pool of liquid your, your blood that I, I spilled from you? Yes. I don't know if it's blood anymore. That's what it would have been before. Knowledge check. Is this this actually like (laughs) whatever the fuck this is, like blood from this thing? Give me that esoteric lore. All right. I'll let you do it at full because this is technically a creature. All right. Well, it is a creature. There's no technically. 13 for a 26. This is absolutely what you would recognize and what would be colloquially called 
blood from a ghoul. So you have no way of knowing it. This specifically, this one, uh, that belonged to this one. You have no way of knowing that. Uh, folks, this matches the taxonomy of such a creature. I fear that I may have indeed spilled this blood. Tacitus, I cannot remember. Tacitus, you've been with us the entire time. Have I? Yes. Well, one of you has. <laughs> where, where does the other one go? Uh, it's hard to say. They come and go often. I don't think it was him. I have a question for you. When you sleep, where do your fingers go? Can you answer that? That's Sorry. a very personal question. It's also a cake song. Cut that out. It was bad. Stand met with silence. That's a really good. It's staying in now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Goop. There is goop. This is the Gwyneth Paltrow lifestyle brand. Okay, so where does Tacitus's fingers go when he's asleep? <laughs> Apparently into. <laughs> All of his ghoul friends. Apparently into all the goop. Or whatever Cake said. Yeah. Two in the goop, one in the something else. Stop Stop it. Stop Stop it. (laughs) Stop it. Okay, I'm like mashing X to move the dialogue along. Um. (laughs) (laughs) What now? Well, I'm going to go They are pointing to that room. Yeah, I'll go head that way. Sure, I'll follow way. close by. I don't think As Morgan's uh, ever been in there. Him. I don't think anybody here has ever been in that room. None of you no. have. <laughs> no, As Morgan was here. I remember I was here when we fought the um, spiders and the editor cap. Were you? Oh, yeah, because yep. you had to double back to the space, right? Yep, it was right after we killed the Drake. Nice. Am I not looking at the same spot? I'm in a room with Tacitus. It, no, it's. I've, I've said it like six times and oh, you're not okay. listening. <laughs> I can't, I don't have the, the map loaded in the memory. So this is not the right map, but it's the one where you fought the spider thing. And Yosef had to disable those dioramas from doing magic damage to everybody. Oh, fuck that room. Okay. I don't like it. You go into this room and you see a bunch of niches in the walls. Uh, and they're all empty. Uh, you could have assumed that there was something there before because there's caked dust everywhere except for um, like the a round, like a base was sitting on top of a, a, a pillar in the in the niche and then like a line where it would have been scraped off like when it when it was pulled off of this pillar, these these relatively heavy things. So the space is now empty. These traps that were once here are no longer here. There, there used to be these, uh, like, dioramas, sort of, of the, the gauntlet, and it was attacking Otari, and one of them used, I think, like, fire, and one used water, and one used... I don't remember how they all went, but... So, so you said those were, dioramas are gone? Uh, they, they're gone. They're, they're certainly... They're, gone. they're not here. Apparently, we took them. <laughs> Do they look like they were forcibly removed in a rush or like, is there clear signs of um, tampering, I guess would be the word? Uh, They're scraped. So where it was pulled, it's not like it was cleanly lifted off and placed. It's like it was yanked off. There's just like a rut, a scrape in this, in this plinth that's standing on this like pillar it's standing on. You'll see Marcus go over this. 
Well, someone was clearly in a rush by the looks of it. Mm. Oh, well, this is quite strange. They didn't say anything. Once they attacked me, I ran away. I didn't get a chance to do anything. But they were putting things on a cart, pulling it out of here. And that's... <laughs> I mean, I know a lot of strange things happen here in the Gauntlet, but that's, that's, that's a new one. Uh, well, why do you think it was I that assaulted you? Did you get a look at it, it these was you. figures? It, was, it looked like you, exactly like you. I, I cannot you. imagine. And you were there, and you were there, and you were there. <laughs> that big hobgoblin, he was here too, but he's not with you today, but he was with them. Oh, well, William's been home for several Question. days now. Question, correct? Agriel. Agriel. Chopped, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> yes. Did they speak to you? Or did they simply strike you? Did, were, were words ever exchanged? No words. I heard no words. Just pain. Question. Can Marcus make a retroactive perception check to see if he overheard them say the words faceless stalkers? Sure. Go ahead. Okay. I will reserve Nope, that's not five. Probably not. Okay, never mind. I will keep that idea to myself. Although he he will put that now out in the ether. He goes, strange. You know, because he's because I mean Marcus will say basically Mark what Marcus is trying to illustrate is like in combat, they're constantly communicating. So if if someone was to be uh, go on the offense. It's, I mean, that, right, everybody's in communication. That, they're telling you, "Hey, there's a threat. I'm doing something." There's a something. threat. There's something right. here. You know, so you know he's he's kind of taken aback. He goes, "That's quite strange." He goes, "He goes, oh, Grail. He goes, "I've been with these four. He goes, "I've been with these three for a very short time. But if anything, we're quite chatty when we're moving about the the this." This cursed place. So to, you know, am I, am I, am I the only one that finds this strange? I find it highly strange, especially since she evidently saw Billiam, but Billiam has not been with us. Correct. I, ah, I don't know what to believe. I don't find it that strange, honestly. <laughs> On a scale of one to ten of things we've seen here, that's probably like a four. I'll give you that, Asmordran. Hmm. I don't know what they would be doing with the statues or why they took them out. I'm very confused. Does anybody else have any ideas on what that uh, might be for? Well, I mean, we, we can go ask Billiam if he's wandered off with us to steal statues, maybe. Maybe that was Billy, and they just convinced him to come along. Hmm. I wonder, and I i don't have the evidence to back this up, but I wonder if this was a hasty retreat of some form. You think they're taking some of their devices into lower parts of the gauntlet? That is what I wonder, yes. But where, where are, are where? these drag marks going? Or, well, the drag or, marks like, just come it? off of the plinth. Okay. But uh, Agriel said that they were taking things out on a cart. Do we know where the 
Can she tell us where the cart is? Did you did you see where the cart went with all of the stuff? Oh, I ran back downstairs after I was hurt. Mm. So see. you have no idea where they went? No. Is anyone in here uh, trained in investigative skills in terms of seeing if we can find any kind of remnant to track where these this cart went? In survival? Uh, or- uh, yeah, I... I uh... I could t- uh, no, my survival is a plus one. Shit. Um, I too consider myself a bit of a survivalist. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, this, this, is like one, this is like As the one role plus I can't zero. do well. <laughs> yeah. This is the one role I can't do well. Goddamn. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Jake? Ah, no. Damn it. <laughs> no survival as a, as a flesh warp? I'm surprised. Don't. Don't you judge me. <laughs> That's racial bias is what that is. <laughs> Comes with the territory of the deity I serve. No, no, nothing, in, nothing, no harm intended. No, I'm just messing with you. No, I, I like to make things. I've never been really one for tracking things down. I mean, I can tell if things are moving around me, but following things, that's... That's not mm. my cup of tea. Is that something Billion was ever good at? He's survived a lot. I mean, he's survived longer than everyone else. So he does would... more. He knows more than any of us do. Yes, correct. Mm. <laughs> That's a scary thought. You're all a bunch of morons. <laughs> <laughs> he actually has a plus zero survival. I'm looking at his character Fuck sheet. So he's no, 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 come on. <laughs> You're talking about mine? Killing me, Smalls. Or as oh. Mordred, because I too have a plus zero no, survival. Billiam, Billiam's, yep, everybody's right. got a plus zero survival. No, oh, Tacitus nice. said he has a one. Do it. Mm-hmm. Tacitus, roll. Get that natural Okay, 20. here we go. Rolling. I have a three. You got dude. this. A whole three. 5%, baby. Uh, that is a four for a five. <laughs> mm. It seems to, to you that they use some sort of wheeled contraption to move. So I perhaps, believe they took a perhaps a, a locomotive. They hmm. they took a bow. They bent it in half and attached two on an end. <laughs> uh, beyond that, I'm not sure. What a strange way of transportation. Indeed. Indeed. You want to try that in a magic twenty? I I will try with my plus three. Absolutely. That's a sixteen total. Let's see what I get. Nothing. How about a 19? Jesus. 19 is actually enough (laughs) to notice um, a couple places where they didn't like sweep the dust away as well. And you could follow the tracks. And if you walk a bit following that south down the hallway, um, and then it makes a left pass where you found Kevin's body. In front of the flesh. Oh God! You guys weren't actually there. None of you were there. Um, Do you mean Kyle? The big Kyle. It was Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. Where you guys saw Kyle in front of the big effigy of Belcora, and you follow through, and it makes its way all the way to the the uh, room that has all the shattered boats in it. And there's a pulley system in that room, and it's got a new rope installed on the pulley. Hmm. Huh. Now, who would no- notice the new rope in terms of like it being out of place? 
I guess that's Mordrin would be. Yeah, yeah probably should have said that. Probably should have said that. I've been in here. Yeah, I know, but like everything is moldering and shattered and and gnarly. But the rope is nice and new. Probably should have made you roll a perception check, but I don't really care. It's too late now. Too late, you know. I can't take it back. You I can't. Up. You I can't put the up. toothpaste back in the toothpaste tube. Hand off the chest piece. You can't unfuck it. Not with that attitude. So, gentlemen, you've made your way back to this boat watch area. You can see that there is a new pulley installed that goes up into the shattered boathouse. In fact, if you look up, you can see that you just kind of see the sky above you. There's a hastily erected A-frame above the hole. Gentlemen, what do you do? I'll say Marcus doesn't notice the new rope in terms of it being out of place just because this is his first time here. I think it's probably everybody's first time in this room. Maybe Asmordrin's been there. I don't know if he's actually made it into this room, though. Yeah, we just searched the little dragon's lair and went back the other way. Yep. Guys, I I really don't feel so... And then I throw up on Tacitus. (laughs) You are legitimately (laughs) sickened, so... We could probably get back to town. I suspect that... No, I'm, I'm fine. I'm, we can keep... <laughs> Why do you keep throwing up on me? Why do you keep standing so close? <laughs> <laughs> he has a point. I'm not the problem. You're the problem. <laughs> Muckwort runs uh, over and starts eating your puke. Oh, oh my god. god. Damn it. Oh. Let me get Muckwort to roll a fortitude save. <laughs> I'm not joking. Give me a fortitude okay. save. So we're heading back to town. <laughs> fortitude save. We're going not back to town. Muckwort rolls this fortitude mm. save. All right. Uh, what happened? That's a 28. He's fine. Plant constitution, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> You're sick. Right, you guys make your way back to town, but I want everybody to give me a perception check. Natural 20 for a 28, technically oh, 30. Nice. I rolled a 13. 16 for a 26. 20 total for Esmork. All right. So uh, Marcus is actually the only one that saw this. As you guys make your way um, out of the keep... Um, towards the gatehouse, you know, we've always, we keep hand-waving this, but the bridge is out, right? You kind of gotta, gotta hop the bridge. Yeah. But when you're hopping that bridge, you can see out directly to the, what direction is that, guys? You can see out to the west. West and east, yeah. Where the water stretches out into the bog. And if you were to look at a big, larger map, the bog connects to a larger estuary like a delta that goes down into the area that's a little bit farther to the west of otari like it's like a swamp river delta type thing you kind of get lost out there but he looks through the fog and he sees a relatively large rowboat gentlemen fix your eyes with four figures on it each of them commanding an oar and a large object on the boat with them. They're a ways out. They're probably 
five, 600 feet out, right? This is why you needed that natural 20 to mm. be able to see mm. this. Is there almost a speck from your perception now? But if you know what you're looking for, you can make them out through the fog. It was counted four on a rowboat, medium size. <sighs> the sudden change of the levels of light are really bothering me. <laughs> and do, do they look like us? You cannot tell from you that can't far tell away. Too but far, who, who has that that telescope? Is that in the bag here? I would imagine the telescope's in the bag because you never gave it to yeah. anybody. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go through and root through it. <laughs> Get the telescope. All right. All right. So you, you uh, I'm shiny. gonna actually gonna have you. Um, no, I'm not gonna do that. That'd be a dick move. I'm gonna make you roll survival to see that you can use this <laughs> thing right and fix on the right point on the horizon. That would be shitty. I feel as a alchemist with crafting, I could probably use crafting to right, operate yeah. a tool. Go ahead and roll me a perception, but I want you to give me a plus six on it this time. Ooh, Ooh. 24. That's a 30. Perfect. Oh, okay. Never mind. Never mind. Perfect. Um, you don't have a bonus to your perception? My perception's a seven normally, but he said a plus six. Well, add oh, a plus six. Add a plus six. Circumstance. Uh, so add seven to that. So it'd be 31. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So you can make out uh, s- four individuals that look like the four of the air quote original party, the actual party rowing this. And you can see a cart. <gasps> I see Tovin and I see Solus and I see Yosef. <laughs> Wait, the original oh, four or the original five? Because okay, let's not be revisionist here. <laughs> no, I mean like the the four of you, like that not Marcus. So Billiam Cecil as Mordrin. The Tastis. recent party. Oh, okay. The ones okay, that so live still. Kashik excluded. Okay. So Billiam, yeah, no, sorry, that... Billiam, but Bill, actually, hold on. William Cecil as Mordrin Tacitus are the ones that you can see. Yeah, no, that's that's definitely us. Gosh, I hope they didn't trick Billiam. I just I'm worried that he would be easily tricked, and that could be Billiam on that boat. He's very naive. Now I wish I would have actually done that because that would have been so good. Just have Raymond off on his own with other creatures. They think he's a faceless stalker. He thinks they're people. Hijinks ensue. Yeah, it would be great. We get back to Billiam's house and there's a very nervous Billiam because this poor faceless stalker has lost everyone. It becomes the odd couple now with the face of Stalker and Yvette. (laughs) (laughs) New show. I think it'd be really just these faceless stalkers infiltrate Billiam's home to get to Yvette only to find out that she's the most terrifying creature that exists in this part of the Starstone Isles, but they can't leave because they're stuck in a bunch of like sitcom shenanigans. He's actually Gorham's avatar on Galarian right now. She's like a CR 30 encounter. (laughs) (laughs) She's got mythic levels. Oh dear God. Good job, Billiam. (laughs) Scored a good one. Bagged yourself a demi goddess. Yeah, right. No, that's just a goddess. There's no Demi at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Out there fucking tree raiser, man. All right. So you've seen your doppelgangers rowing away into the sunset. 
with That's something right, you better run. With, with you could assume would be those dooms of tomorrow, those pan those dioramas Behold from the, the second the doom of tomorrow. floor of the gauntlet. <laughs> Gentlemen, what do you do? Um, I cast sink boat. <laughs> What's wow, the it's really convenient that? that you have that prepared. <laughs> I know, right? It was part of my archetype when I leveled up last time. Kept it a secret until now. I didn't think it was going to be useful, but here, yeah. you know, you never know. So yeah, I cast uh, Sink Boat. Uh, it's and a Navy then, Seal uh, archetype. The Arcane Navy Seal. I know, right? I'm looking right here. Uh, no save. Crazy, right? Uh, save or sink? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, actually yeah here it is dc uh go fuck yourself oh that's a high one it really is yeah go for it <laughs> uh no i don't I do anything i'm, I'm still sick i i keep throwing up and in between the the rickety planks of this drawbridge and, Puke and, and struggling to not shit myself at the same time is anyone familiar with this territory in terms of where they could be going heading that direction you know what would be useful right now? Anyone with survival. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> yeah, someone really would be. trained yeah, in survival. <laughs> well, he, he says that out of character because he, like, granted, like this character does not know about um, the witch, but he's not, they're not heading in the same direction as the witch, correct? That's no, they're not. Here. That's the east witch here. Okay, east. Okay, never yeah, Hattie's uh, east of here. Hattie, thank you. Sorry, I couldn't remember. All right, then I throw that out the window as well. Hmm. All right, then. How far away are they? Five to six hundred feet. Five to six hundred six hundred feet. Far enough that you could not catch up to them reasonably yeah. speaking, running or anything. without a fly speed or something. <laughs> Except I cast Overland Exploration Activity. <laughs> Sorry, I had to. I know you hate exploration activities. I know you do. Sorry. Fuck you <laughs> and the, you the horse you explored in on. Uh, <laughs> he came in damn, on a boat. Dude. Damn. God damn. Let, let's God get damn. back and check on Billiam. What do you mean check on him? He's on the boat. Right? <laughs> uh, well, well I, I think what as Mordor was trying to say is to verify no, that I know. Billiam's intent. <laughs> I know, but what I said was just funny. I thought maybe, maybe a little oh, bit. Oh, you're good. You're good. You're good. <laughs> we head back to town. Back to town it is. Do you guys make your way back to town? Are you going to go check out? Uh, Billiam and Yvette at the Chateau de Thouin. De Thouin. I, I was really yep. hoping Marcus would get to meet Dilly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you know, so you always make Carmen, that happen. What's Carmen Rajani doing right now? How about yeah. a shopping episode? <laughs> <laughs> Question. Can, can Marcus get a perception check to see if he feels something off as like a, that parental intuition feeling? Sure, go ahead. Your spidey sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, no shit. Natural 20 on that. No bullshit. <laughs> it's like he feels this. I, I, I kind of envision him getting this like sinking feeling as he enters the town space. You can't be sure if it's the filth fever or something else, but your stomach drops and you feel cold and clammy. Um, and like your fight or flight has been triggered. Like there's adrenaline just rushing through your body right now. Um, who's I'm a roll. I'm a roll a D six to see who's standing nearest to me. One second. 
uh, Tacitus, uh, I'll say you're standing nearest to me. All of a sudden, sure. you feel um, you feel Marcus's hand like grab your shoulder and like almost like kind of do a deadpan stop. And he goes, "Oh, watch out, Jack! Something's wrong with my daughter. I can feel it. I don't know what it is." Yes. When you have children, you did you ever have children? I never asked you. Have you oh, ever had children, I, I, that, I think so. I hard to say at the moment, but yes, I I remember something like that. I know that feeling. You you need to get back to your children. You need to do so right now. Yeah, you see Marcus pick up a pace. He doesn't sprint, but you can see him pick up a pace. He picks up the pace. Yes, we need to go. Would that be the hustle exploration activity? It sure would, Game Do Master. <laughs> I have a con of plus two, so I could hustle for 20 minutes. Well, that's about how long it's going to take you to hustle in the town <laughs> all the way to where you need to go. <laughs> that's no, exactly I mean, the time you need. That's exactly the time you need. Holy crap. Your only move is hustle. So you hustle your way back. You're making your way back to you, babe, with a burning fear inside mm. there you go heading on down to we talked about what street he lived on but it's not really important i'd like to say it's memory lane jesus <laughs> <laughs> sorry in my original like before i switched over to like the installed version i had a customized map of otari that had all the street names listed appropriately on it and like had people's houses oh, that's placed. the um that's the beginner box one, I think. Well, no, I, I ended up editing it and placing everybody's house where they lived and where they were staying and stuff. Oh, so I could okay, keep track of it. Yeah. I was like, because there is one with all the streets. I think it's the beginner box one. I think the actual one from the Adventure Path has it as well. Like if you get the PDF or the interactive map, it's in there, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Anyway, you make your way Nerds. back to William's house. And William is there. It's about two hours since the event happened. You, you, uh, you, as you're attending to whatever you are doing at this point in time, you, you hear a banging on the door. Sounds like the uh, Otari guard is trying to make their way in that bitch. <laughs> Somebody's <gasps> banging on the door and you hear, <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's silly. Uh, Bill is still stupefied, so he's still, you know, um, yeah. And, uh, but he'll walk up to the door and open it quickly, sort of hoping it's Marcus because <laughs> he's freaking out still. <laughs> and it's the kind of knock where, like, as, as Marcus is continuously banging on the door, like, he almost hits William in the face because, like, he's just, he's just pounding at the door, like, <gasps> just, uh, furiously. Well, not Bill's, furiously, just with yeah. fervor. Mm-hmm. Bill swings it open. Oh, oh, thank God it's you. Where's Atia? She's, she's in here. And just Bill just immediately walks in, assuming Marcus is going to follow him, of makes course. his way across the living room. He's like, she wasn't like this when you dropped her off, and I swear I didn't do anything. We opened the bedroom, the kid's bedroom door, and uh, laying on one of the kid's beds, um, Atia is under a blanket, uh, probably just up to, up to her neck. Can Marcus make a perception check for the book? You would not be in the room with the book? Well, we'd, okay. we would pass through it. Pass so I, oh, but I would, okay. Yeah, okay, but I wouldn't, okay. I wouldn't point it out through. to okay, you. Okay, okay, yeah, because okay, okay. we, I put it um, up on the shelf in the living right. room. So, do you want me to RP Atia as well, or do you want to RP Atia? Hmm. 
Yeah, it's kind of weird. I know as a GM, talking to yourself is just stupid. Well, I should say, and, and I thought sure it was one of the GM's greatest joys in life is making, yeah, making other people talk to themselves. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what I would actually say is at this point, Atia is non-communicative. Non-communicative. Okay, he's, thank you. It's a lot easier. Okay. <laughs> so um, he'll, he looks uh, over Atia and he sees... Uh, one, you see him, you see his shoulders relax and his, and like, he still looks like he's on alert, but you see him more relaxed than he definitely looked and probably has looked for several hours now. And, um, he goes, at least you're all right. He goes, you're all I have left, Atia. Please do not. He goes, um, what happened, William? Um, Atia doesn't so even we, kind of look at you. Like, even if you interpose yourself into her gaze, mm-hmm. it's like she's staring through you. Yeah, he, he puts his hand on her, on her head and, like, starts slowly rubbing, rubbing her head. But he's, he's looking over to Billiam and asking, what's what? Well, I was, I was in, the, in the room and I came out to, to check on the kids and I noticed that she was looking at the book. I'm not going to say the name of it because I don't want to startle anybody. It's a bad book. Um, I can show it to you, but she had it on the table and there was a hand coming out of a mirror reaching towards her. She said it was her mom. I've never asked you about her mom, but ever since then she's been, she's sort of been out of it. To help with the confirmation of it being, uh, one moment, uh, of Katerina. Can I say that the hand had some sort of unique ring that perhaps Marcus gave her to kind of confirm that it was the mother? Absolutely. Okay. It was, did she bear a ring with a crimson stone on the pinky? It was mainly bones, but I did see a ring. Yeah, it was. Strange magics are foul here. Ever since I've gotten here, nothing's gone. Nothing goes... I expected abnormal and I expected some trial and tribulation, but nothing, nothing compared to what I've actually experienced since I've arrived here. This is far out of my boundary of expertise and training. Thank you for all you've done, Billy. I, I do not blame you. I'm not upset at you Good, or I'm anything sorry. of the sort. I tried my best. I know you did. You know, you're fine. Do you mind if I see this, this book you speak of? Of course, but it's real heavy. I don't think your little bones are going to be able to hold it up. And Bill will start making his way towards the into the living room, uh, walk up to the bookshelf. He'll point at the book, um, but not wanting to touch it because knowing what it did to him mm-hmm. um, the last time he he touched it. He points up to the book. He goes, it's that one. Now that we're out of the room, it's the Whispering Reads. I don't know much about it, but all my friends were talking about it. <laughs> Hmm. All my friends have read it, and I haven't yet. And it's just, <laughs> just sitting uh, here. <laughs> I haven't gone around to it. I'm just, I'm still reading Moby Dick. I'm a slow so reader. I just, you know. Okay, I'm a slow reader. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I just finished uh, War and Peace, so I mean, I've had a lot on my plate. <laughs> yeah, it's just you know, I just finished really, yeah, Dostoevsky phase. I don't suggest you touch it, Marcus. You would recognize the name, okay. Not anything about it, only knowing that it is sure. the holy text of the cult of it is the It is the banned holy text of Nimbaloth. I will also say probably at that moment, Yvette will walk up with a baggie 
that has the shattered mirror in it and hand it to me. And I'll go, this, if it's worth anything, this is the mirror where the hand came from. And he'll hand it to Marcus. I might not be able to make much of this, but I know Tacitus specializes in this kind of thing. Perfect. I'll give you very much. Um, Yvette. I'm terrible with the names. I'm so sorry. Mm -hmm. You got it right. And um, he gives her a little bow and it looks very thankful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, he will then look back towards Atia to confirm that she's still kind of deadpan staring at the wall I assume absolutely more more at the like upper corner of the ceiling okay all right and then he will um he will go to uh not interpose interpose her vision but he'll stand in front of her as from what she's, what it sounds like she's looking off up into the, up into the side of the room. Atia, are you ready to go home now? She looks like she kind of snaps out of it and looks over to you and still doesn't say anything. And she nods slowly. He goes, I need you to stay strong for me. Okay. You're doing very well. Very well. She reaches out her arms to be picked up. And he picks up, picks her up, and um, I'd say he probably, I'd say he probably like just kind of cradles with her head hanging over his shoulder, and he holds her up. As, as she's holding, you're holding her. You can kind of, she's breathing shallow, mm-hmm. and she says almost at a whisper, really at a whisper. She says at a whisper. Can I go with mommy? And um, at what point is, is this happening? Does this happen as soon as he picks her up and puts her on his shoulder? Or is this like as, as he's walking out? As they're walking out of the room, I would say, like towards the door. Okay. He'll, you'll see, he'll kind of stop and you'll see him. Uh, I would say the group at the, I would say the, probably the group at the doorway can see him his eyes starting to water and you can tell he's trying to look strong for his daughter but he's struggling um, <clears throat> that's not mommy dearie that's not that's not really mommy it is and it isn't she wants to be with you so badly but it's not it's not quite that time one day one day Atia, one day and he'll keep walking to leave. And uh, as he makes his way outside, he wipes tears out of his eye, or he wipes the water out of his eyes, and you see tears coming out. <clears throat> Tacitus, um, this, uh, this, these are the remnants of. Uh, um, please, please, just if you can find anything, it's a broken mirror. Something, some sort of foul magic from that um, book you all know about. Oh, um, the, yes, I'll take it. Thank you. But, but where, where are you going now? I need to return to Absalom. This is far, far out of my bound of expertise and knowledge and capability. And I cannot afford to lose her as well. I lost my wife years ago. And even though my father could bring him, bring her back, he chose not to. 
I'm sorry, Asmordrin, as he looks over to Asmordrin. The reason I, I scolded you for the chalk in the hallway was because my father took a vow of silence after seeing Phrasma in person and dying. And he's never spoken to me a day in his life, even though he never had to take the vow of silence. It was completely voluntary. The only way I've ever spoken to my father, if you can call it that, is by him etching chalk on a board. That is the best I could get, even as his son. So I have a despise, I, I despise chalk. And uh, although it seems... I, I feel un- like you would be better placed to despise your father. <laughs> Fuck, that's <laughs> Thank you, Asmordrin. Oh, you're, you're hitting you're journalism from Asmordrin. <laughs> Actually. <laughs> Cecil, I know I did not know you very long, and um, thank you for, the, for your soothing medicinal capabilities and your ability to protect our minds as we traveled. I will be forever grateful. Anytime. Hopefully when you come back, I won't have joined the earlier compatriots who went inside the keep as just a memory. Never. Because I will be documenting everything that I witnessed here, and I will return. And I will I, return I, prepared. I mean, before you go, we, we do have a pool as to who might, you know, not, not make it next. So Cecil's in the running. I mean, he's way up there, so... <laughs> He's got like a $300 square on him. I mean, (laughs) if that is Phrasma's fate, then it shall be. For your sake, I hope it is not, Cecil. (laughs) For mine, too. (laughs) Yes. Well, good luck on your travels and be safe. When you return, we will be waiting. Thank you. I'm sorry I couldn't remain emotionally composed. Mm, it's understandable. Take care of what's important to you and come back when you are ready. I'm, I'm, I'm leaving now. And uh, he goes, I'm not even going back to the Rowdy Rockfish. Uh, and you see him reach in for, 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 uh, for enough gold to cover travels. And uh, he goes, please have my things sent to the Spiral Shrine. Marcus Klim, K-L-I-M. They'll know how to get it to me. Please. <sighs> Okay, but should we be sending these things if you're just going to be coming back anyway? It will be quite some time. Mm, um, okay. So I'm, As Morgan's uh, writing this down. Phrasma, hmm. Shrine, Absalom, K-L-I-M. Marcus Klim, K-L-I-M. <laughs> Bill's writing a tattoo and he looks at how you spell Klim. Shrine. <laughs> and I look and I'm like, that's not... I was trying to write this down. He's drawing, he's drawing a comic on a piece of paper <laughs> yeah. because he can't write. He's trying to make he's pictograms. Just, yeah, he's just drawing Marcus as a stick figure and he's like, send to this guy. <laughs> He like this, draws this a, like dude. a swirly cue and like arrow at it. This is where he lives. <laughs> right, He's trying to write notes too quickly. Looks down. Royce said, "As Marcus Milk instead of Marcus Klim." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> and he'll he'll give you. He'll say, "Thank you," and um, you'll see as uh, as he walks away with Atia on his shoulder. Can I have Billiam make mm-hmm. a will save? Yeah. 
if you fail, Whew. you start to cry. 19 plus 9, 28. Okay. I would say you don't, you don't become frightened by it, mm-hmm. but you see a visage of your grandfather, grandfather's face as Atia's head for but a brief moment. As Atia like, kind of just collapses and falls asleep mm. on her father's shoulder. I was like, because I'm not okay. Maybe I shouldn't return. <laughs> <laughs> Remember to take a minus two to that will save because you're stupefied. Yeah, so, yeah exactly. You're stupefied. <laughs> and Marcus makes his way uh, to the port at Otari, hoping to dock passage. There's always ships going to and from. And it's almost nightfall before he finds uh, booked passage on a merchant ship. The accommodations are spartan, but safe. He'll be there by this time tomorrow. As he's boarding the ship, Atia comes to very briefly as they're walking up the gangplank and stares down into the water and sees her and her father's reflection along with the sunset, the warm orange rays dancing in the water. But pacing slowly behind their reflection is that of a woman in tattered, blood-stained bedclothes floating about a foot off the ground. The gauntlet has claimed yet another victim, maybe not in body, but has shattered the minds of two people that scarce knew it existed. And we'll be back with a regular party next week. Damn. Well, I'm sorry I fucked your daughter up. Roll for Intent uses trademarks and our copyrights owned by Paizo Inc. Used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. Roll for Intent is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo. For more information about Paizo Inc. and Paizo products, visit paizo.com. Original characters and storylines are the property of Roman Neville Productions. Music for this podcast was provided by Michael Gelfie. Flip Melvin and Tabletop Audio. Visit our website at rollforintent.com. Any questions or suggestions, email us at mailroom at rollforintent.com. Thank you for listening. <laughs>